Hi, I'm your host, Sarita, along with my co-host, Dr. Sylvia Shipman. Welcome to a Burning Love Moment podcast. We will discuss topics associated with drug abuse and addiction, as well as assist individuals struggling with everyday life issues. This podcast is about helping you move from a place of shame and embarrassment to one of power and boldness through a relationship with God. Get ready to be equipped and empowered to take back control over your destiny. Welcome to a Burning Love Moment. You wake up in the morning, you're not feeling right. Your will is gone, can't put up a fight. Take a Burning Love Moment. Burning Love Moment. Suffering from addiction and pain. Don't know if you'll feel joy again. Take a for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving to our listeners um, in Canada. We want to thank everyone for just, you know, being with us today on a burning love moment. We know the kitchens are probably still smelling good and you're enjoying your leftovers from Saturday or Sunday. And hopefully you were able to come together with a few of your family and friends the last couple of days. We know last year we couldn't do this because of COVID. So it's a blessing to be able to see each other during this time of celebration. And I know most people celebrate the holiday either Saturday or Sunday and use today, which is really Thanksgiving Day as a digestive day, as I call it, or relaxation day before returning to work on tomorrow. And just in case you're unaware, I am an American citizen who resides in Canada and Thanksgiving in the States, you know, that's, it's a really big deal. And it's the kickoff of the holiday season, but residing in Canada for the past nine and a half years, Thanksgiving on a Monday has become normal to me, actually. It took a little getting used to. And um, Dr. Shipman, I want to tell you, I had to actually wrap my head around Thanksgiving being in October and on a Monday. And um, it wasn't easy, but after, like I said, nine and a half years of being here, I am used to now celebrating Thanksgiving on a Monday and in October. And I actually um, had the opportunity my first few years of moving here of cooking a utility turkey. And um, now I look forward to celebrating and, um, and, and just thanking God for the opportunity to celebrate twice. I understand, Sarita, uh, Pastor Sarita. I know it took a little while to embrace that change. And I certainly understand how you are now excited to celebrate Thanksgiving, regardless in October or November. I feel you on that. But hey, you said something that I am not familiar with. Please give me clarity of what is utility turkey. What is that, my dear? Oh, a utility turkey? Yes. <laughs> well, let me tell you, my, the first turkey my husband brought when I was here, 
it was missing a wing. A utility turkey is missing a part. It's either missing a wing or leg. And I looked at that turkey. I was like, something is wrong with this turkey. And I didn't realize that it was purposefully packed that way, you know, missing that wing. And and it it was a friend here in Canada. She told me, she said, Sarita, they they put the wing, you know, in another package for a person that just want to buy a chicken wing or just want to buy a chicken leg. And I was like, why don't they cut up the whole turkey for that? (laughs) You know, rather than giving you a a um, turkey missing a major body part, (laughs) but that's what a utility turkey is. But I told my husband after the, I was like, please don't buy me any more utility turkey. (laughs) Yeah, because you know what? We will fight if there's a drumstick missing in the turkey here in the States. You already know, or wing. That's a fight right there. That everybody is fighting over the wings, those legs, they will fight you over those items of that turkey. So I can just imagine somebody bringing a piece of a part off a turkey missing girl. I, I can just imagine that being disappointing. But I get it. It's, yeah. it's part of the stuff. I understand. But baby, they would be mad if them two parts that night. That exactly. And them two thighs. Them two, those two legs. <laughs> I cooked that turkey, but I'm telling you, that turkey just did not look right to me. I actually took a picture of it and I posted it. Uh-huh. What what it was. And she said it's called a utility turkey. So, anyways, you know, it's 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 just grateful to be alive and grateful to be able to celebrate with family and friends. And you know, as followers of Christ, every day is Thanksgiving for us, but but we just enjoy the time with our loved ones and being able to break bread and fellowship and just have a good time and being thankful to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yes, I agree with you, Pastor Sarita. It truly is a blessing to be around family and friends, celebrating and being thankful for all the amazing blessings that we have. So before we get, before we go any further, because I know this is going to be exciting, let us give our disclaimer and go into a word of prayer. Uh, I'm already excited and celebrating with you all, even though we're in the States. I'm celebrating with you all of this great uh, time of celebrating, feasting on the blessings of the Lord. Father, we just bless you and praise you and honor you for this time that you have granted uh, Pastor Sarita and I to be on this platform to administer whatever you will have to administer to the people. We thank you for uh, a Life One-on-One Radio and all those that are behind the scene to make everything uh, go smoothly and bring your word to fruition before humanity. We bless you and we thank you for what will be done in the lives of the souls that will be hearing you speak through us for them. This we pray and glorify you in the matchless name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. And our disclaimer is we are not psychiatrists or psychologists. We are licensed ministers on a mandate from God Almighty to bless his people. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. His holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for that beautiful prayer and for announcing our disclaimer. And Dr. Shipman, you know, I love the holidays, especially Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is Mm -hmm. is one of my um, favorite holidays to celebrate. And a precious memory that I have that my family and I would do is that we would just load up the table with food, which I know that's what everybody does. And we stand around and hold hands with each other. And we would say something that we were thankful for. And, you know, I really miss those times, but I always cherish, I will always cherish that in my heart. And I know it's not Thanksgiving for you in the States. And and actually today is Columbus Day in 
the States, but Mm -hmm. what is something special that you and your family would do at Thanksgiving? Yeah, that that's that's um, you know a, a great uh, time that we do as a family. Some of the same things that you have, Pastor Sarita, that we still uphold today—the memories—and that is having family around and everyone stating what we are thankful for. I remember as a little girl that uh, prayer was a big a big thing, and mm-hmm. I would get so emotional. It, it wasn't that. We did that when we was growing up, but that's something I have incorporated in my own family that we sit around. But as growing up, the prayer time, and I would get so emotional because, uh, you know, the the thankful heart, you know, hearing the prayers of my grandmother praying uh, what she was so thankful for, you know. And so as I have gotten my own family, we have those same memories of sitting around and, you know, asking everyone to say and everybody going around and you'll be amazed at what it is. So I am grateful to, uh, to see and hear what people are so, and I, of course, I love the fact that I enjoy the laughter and the sharing and the great conversation. Mm-hmm. Most of all, I love the feasting, the food. Yes. Now, Pastor Sarita, I know you love cooking. You love to cook. I do not care for cooking. However, This is the time that I really enjoy cooking and seeing others enjoy the food and fellowship. That's the only time when I know people is coming, they want to eat your food. They want to take. Other than that, I do not want to be in the kitchen cooking. However, I do. Of course, I have a family, so I do cook, but it's not like it's one of my passion. But I know that is one of your passion. Is that right? It, you know what it is to a certain degree, but especially at Thanksgiving, especially yes. at Thanksgiving, because uh-huh. I have a son that can eat a whole pan of dressing or stuffing, depends on where you are, what you call it. But I have a son that can eat the whole tray. Okay. So okay. Um, I have to ac- actually load up on that extra um on the stuffing and the dressing. But yes, you know, it's it's just a great time of year. And and you know. Our topic for today is going to be triggers and being aware of them is our first step towards long-term successful rehabilitation. And it's very important to know what actually causes you to relapse and whatever that relapse is, is known as a trigger. But as we, we stated, this is a time of celebrating. And it's Thanksgiving and we're we're thankful to God for all that he's done. But it can also be a sad time of year for some individuals and it could be a trigger for them to begin using drugs or drinking alcohol again. Absolutely. You are right, um, Pastor Sarita. So often the holidays can be a disturbing moment for some. We know when you get with family and friends during the holiday, I know what I'm speaking of because, hey, this happened in my own personal life. There could be alcohol and drugs, okay, and other little things. Mm -hmm. These are are for igniting triggers for some. These things, meaning the drugs and the alcohol, the fellowshipping with friends and family and holidays can ignite triggers for some. Also, certain foods. And the smells of the foods also can be some triggers that can ignite, igniting the triggers within you. Like you said, this can also be a sad time for some, which may cause triggers as well. Meaning just the holiday itself. Mm -hmm. Why? Being lonely. Death death of a loved one during the holiday season. Guilt or embarrassment of addictions. Meaning the things that they did to their family members 
you know, and they don't want to get around that family anymore. Maybe they stole from their families. Maybe they lied or did anything. So they're living in their guilt. They're living in their past, their, the things that they did during their time of that addiction. Right. So the holidays, that holiday, any holiday, Thanksgiving can truly be a brutal time for some. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So in saying that, Sarita, you know, we have so much to talk about with triggers and I'm so excited about it. We're going to pause for a moment. You all stay tuned. We will be back regarding more triggers, discussing more triggers. Hold tight. Do you know what it feels like to lose everything, feeling a life of hopelessness? Are you determined and ready to rebuild your life but do not know where to start? Dr. Sylvia Shipman is a life recovery coach and counselor and minister with successful years of experience helping others activate the power of God within them. With her enlightenment and guidance, you will be able to overcome the grip of addiction like never before and begin to reshape your mind and transform your life. For your one-on-one -on -one consultation, please visit her website, DrSiviaShipman.com. You can also Find her on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. With your ongoing contributions, this ministry will be able to reach many who are now suffering. Please become a partner with us, changing and shaping lives one mind at a time. This is your jubilee into your new destiny. Visit her today. How is your TLC 123? Don't forget to call one person. Text two people from TLC just to see how they're doing. Pray for three people from TLC every day. Let's be faithful to check up on each other, just like the Lord is faithful to us. Do you struggle with addiction issues? Does life seem to be passing you by? Burning Love Outreach is here to help you rise from a life of suffering, torment, and addiction. Founder and President Sarita Jones unveils her journey out loud so others don't have to suffer in silence. For speaking engagements where Sarita shares her personal experiences of being addicted to crack cocaine and having numerous warrants issued for her arrest, please visit the website at burningloveoutreach.org. You can comment on the page, submit a prayer request, give a testimony or a praise report and they would love to have you partner with them by giving either a one-time donation or becoming a monthly donor. You can like Burning Love Outreach on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to them on YouTube and LinkedIn. Remember, don't give in, don't give out, and don't give up. Welcome back, everyone. If you know someone who should be listening to this podcast, please tell them about a burning love moment on life101radio.net. Let them know that we're being transparent about drug abuse and addiction, along with helping individuals struggle with everyday life issues. Now, we're going to talk about triggers and how to manage them. And um, the first one that we're going to address is stress. You know, stress could possibly be the number one addiction relapse trigger because um, of the effects that it has on the mind and the body. And people who struggle with addiction 
turn to their drug of choice when they're faced with stressful situations, especially if the substance was the person's main coping main coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. And even after long periods of abstinence, experiencing stress increases thoughts of returning to drug use, and it increases the likelihood of a possible relapse. Mm -hmm. Now, I recommend making a list of people, places, and things, those situations that cause you excessive stress. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Let's be realistic. You can't make everything or everyone disappear, no matter how you may want to. You just are not able to do that. And and, um, you can't just alleviate everyone and everything out of your life, but you can avoid situations that causes extreme stress. Now, in times of celebrating, alcohol is usually available. And drinking alcohol to relieve stress is common with many individuals, but drinking to cope with stress is not, it is ineffective. It is not effective. Mm -hmm. Would you say that, Dr. Shipman? Absolutely. I tell you, um, that drinking alcohol, many, you know, like I said, we all got experiences in our family, so forth and so on, or just loved ones that that drinking was one of their choices and stress will bring you to that point if you allow it. So I definitely like the point when you said, make a list Mm -hmm. of, you know, people, places and things really get to know yourself so you can uh, recognize those stress levels. Yes. So that is a great, great uh, uh, point, uh, Pastor Serena. Yes. Yes. A lot of people, they, they want to incorporate when they feel like they're stressed out, they feel like they need a drink Mm -hmm. and alcohol paired with stress. It is not good for the body or the mind. And it actually prevents you from developing natural coping skills. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to develop the natural skills that you need in order to survive because you are now pairing it, pairing your stress with alcohol and Another one that they pair it with, it's marijuana. A person Mm -hmm. using marijuana would probably say that they feel a decrease in stress and anxiety, but when the effects wear off, they could experience that rebound effect of increased anxiety. And um, it is highly recommended to not use any type of mind-altering substance if you are seeking a better way of life. Absolutely. You know, so often individuals that find themselves in a relaxed, a, re, a relapsed state usually can't acknowledge what what's actually causing the triggers. Mm, you yes. know, it's just hard to pimp. They just know that stress is here and I just really can't pinpoint. So all of what we're trying to do is start to learn and be aware of the stress levels so that you won't turn to whatever choice a substance that you once walked away from that you don't allow the stress to be one of those triggers. So when you are in a clean state of sobriety, it's the best time to reflect when you want to use and recognize what was happening at the moment that created the thought to use. Because remember everything, when you say, Pastor Sarita, everything starts in the mind before we do anything. Exactly. Everything starts in the mind. Yes. Everything starts in the mind. It 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 is. Um, it's funny because when it starts there in the mind, that's when you have the ability to say either I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do that. But I think people um, 
don't do that. They don't think about the consequences of using at that moment when it comes in their mind. So yes, it, it all starts in the mind. Absolutely. This is where you want to create a list, as Pastor Sarita said, of people, places, things, or situations that cause excessive stress. Mm-hmm. That means you have to take a moment and say, okay, uh, you know, something is happening right now. Right. And I want to do this, this, or that. And when you decide this, this, or that, absolutely. <laughs> yes. You then have to pause for a moment and recognize what is causing me to want to do this or that. Yes. Take a moment and recognize and learn your body uh, signals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. 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 So we um, we are going to take another break, but we will be back. This is such a great topic. We we have a lot more information we want to share with you, Dr. Shipman and I. We are excited. So when we come back, we will continue to discuss stress and triggers and how to manage them. For the best custom-made jewelry that showcases style and elegance, check out Ken's Jewelry at Morningside Avenue, Scarborough, Ontario. We specialize in modern, contemporary, and vintage styles. All of our designs are crafted with passion, using the most exquisite gemstones and diamonds. Jewelry has no boundaries, so if you can think it, we can make it. Check out Ken's Jewelry at Morningside Avenue, Scarborough. Call us at 416-293-7181. That's 416-293-7181. Ken's Jewelry. Hi, I'm Sarita Jones, host of a Burning Love Moment podcast. You are cordially invited to join myself and co-host Dr. Sylvia Shipman as we discuss topics associated with drug abuse and addiction. We're here to help you and your family deal with these issues out loud so no one suffers in silence. Please join our podcast, A Burning Love Moment, airing Mondays at 11 a.m. on Life101Radio.net. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you're finding this topic of triggers helpful to you. If it's not you, but you know someone who should be listening, please tell them about a Burning Love Moment podcast on life101radio.net. We are going to continue on with our topic of stress and triggers. And right now we are going to address the issues of the pandemic. You you know, the pandemic has caused many individuals to feel isolated and scared and it have heightened conditions like anxiety and depression. And with all the shutdowns, all the many programs and support groups um, that that individuals use to maintain their sobriety um, have been closed. They, They ended, those sessions were ended. And when individuals lose their support, 
This may tempt them to try and self-medicate in order to deal with the stress. Mm -hmm. And we don't want you to try and self-medicate. We know that it's important to maintain healthy relationships during difficult times. And yes, the pandemic has been difficult to deal with. But if you can't go to a meeting or a counseling session in person, you need to find out if there are other options. And I know many um, support groups and rehab and treatment centers, they were offering Zoom meetings, they were offering phone call meetings. So there was always, you know, a, an opportunity for you to continue to support. It was just different than meeting in the group sessions that um, individuals were so used to. And according to the um, Center for Disease Control and Prevention, 13% of Americans reported starting or increasing substance use as a way of coping with stress or emotions that were related to COVID-19. And, you know, as stress increases, people may have fewer ways to manage it, which probably contributes to the increase of drug use. And for an example, you know, the pandemic caused us to not be able to have those social interactions as we were used to and, um, you know, in a safe way, which led some people to start using drugs and to use them more often or in greater amounts. Yes. And, yes. And when the pandemic came on the scene, it took everyone by surprise. Yes. And when that happened, taking you from surprise, taking you out of your routine, Many things shift, emotional, everything. Many folks experience stress on a different level. Mm -hmm. Emotions, which cause anxiety and depression, as you just mentioned, uh, Pastor Sarita, and many diverted to what comfort them, which mm -hmm. is what? Drugs, alcohol, or whatever your choice of coping me mechanism may have been. Mm -hmm. This is why you must pay attention to the changes that are occurring in you and around your life that would cause triggers. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Dr. Shipman, I want to ask you a question. The, the clients that you have worked with in the past, mm. what, what would you say were some of their triggers um, related to stress? What, what would you say were some of their triggers or if they relapse and start yeah. using again? I'm glad you asked that. Uh, a lot of my uh, clients that did find themselves relapsed is was um, they, if they say they was um, got a job and had not had a job for a long time mm -hmm. and they're doing well, but when they got their employment level to the point that they had not had before because they had money mm -hmm. that caused them to relapse. Doubt was another issue. Always uh, triggered stress. Mm -hmm. um, that was the number one, the death of a loved one. Yeah. Yes. Now, you, you said money, you yes. know, when he had a job. So would you say that that person who wasn't working mm -hmm. became employed, mm -hmm. start receiving those paychecks, and they would celebrate with that paycheck and use drugs? Yes, that definitely happened. I um, took a client. Mm -hmm. That was doing really well. And she asked for some work and I let her come to be one of my assistants to help file some of my paperwork. Right. Mm -hmm. And and she was very happy that she was getting income, you know, getting on her feet. And I knew something had happened because she stopped coming to her sessions and she was was not uh, being on her job, meaning, you know, mm -hmm. um, 
And I had other clients that did the same thing. I don't know what it is. I think at the moment they're feeling so well and they're in a celebrated state, you know, hey, I'm doing good and they want to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And so that that was on the inside is still there. You know, that calling, that itching is still there. So they looked at anything in a celebration moment to, 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 to relapse as well as something detrimental. Exactly. So that, Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I found, um, you know, for the, for the listeners out there who don't know, I was addicted to crack cocaine myself for many years. And I found that the times that I would use, um, it, you, you know, you, you would find any excuse to use, but mm-hmm. definitely a time of celebration. And mm-hmm. like you said, you celebrate the fact that, oh, I got this money in my hand. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the person, the user needs... I would call it a babysitter mm-hmm. at first. Mm-hmm. You actually need a babysitter to manage your money for you mm-hmm. when you have been an active drug user and you're trying to rehab. Mm-hmm. Giving that person money at that time early on is not a very good idea. It's almost like you need a personal banker mm-hmm. to take that check. You need to turn your paycheck over to someone, a mm-hmm. responsible person mm-hmm. who is going to pay your bills for you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, it's even go to the grocery store with you to shop for your groceries mm-hmm. and to make sure you do the right thing with the money. Correct. Because early on, when it's early in your uh, rehabilitation process, it's not a good idea for the user to have a large sum of money. And you're right. <laughs> it's, it's really not. It's it's really not. And, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, this is an adult. I don't want to babysit them. Or even, you know, the person who's rehabilitating may say, well, I'm, I'm an adult. I don't need anybody to manage my money. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Especially if you're by yourself. If you're by yourself and there's no one, you know, holding you accountable, you've gotten this job, you're trying to get your life straight. Mm-hmm. I think that is very, very important to have someone hold you accountable for your money to make sure your rent's being paid and, and things like that. You're absolutely right. Had my um, client slash employer employee uh, kept with her sessions mm-hmm. as she should have, she would have had that accountability there. You know, but oftentimes you got you feeling good about yourself. Like you said, hey, I have this money. It's coming in regular. Hey, I do my part. This is what's happening. I'm ready to celebrate. But you forgot your commitment of that accountability uh, aspect. So, Sarita, you, Pastor Sarita, you hit it dead on the spot. Everyone need accountability. Even when you're doing the finest of fine, you still need to be accountable to someone so that, hey, don't don't shift to the left or shift to the right. You still stand the course of the goal that is at hand. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. Yes. It's I I call it like I said. They they need somebody to babysit them for a little bit. You know, somebody that's going to to actually hold them accountable and know what they're doing with their money because it's it's like if they haven't fully recovered, there's a great chance of relapse. Absolutely. Great chance of relapse. They they could have been doing well for some months. Yeah. And then when they start getting that money, you know they're unemployed, right? So they're they're mm-hmm. really not getting very much. But when they they get back on their feet, they start working, you get that nice little paycheck in your hand. You have to be responsible and um accountability is important, I believe. And, and you know, uh, you know what, Pastor Serena, even though we're talking about drugs and alcohol and the pandemic. 
bringing on a level of stress. Everyone, it's not anyone that I know that have not uh, dealt with some type of a level of, of stress during mm-hmm. this pandemic because it took us, you know, by storm. Um, we wasn't prepared for it. It just hit everyone like a ton of bricks. And right. in doing that, everyone had to adapt to the change so drastically. Mm-hmm. So it brought all, all these mixed emotions. What should I do? How I'm going to handle this family, children, you know, you name it, not being able to go to work, everybody mm-hmm. confined. It just brought so many. So because of all this shifting of the change, this is a great time to really get to know self, mm-hmm. get to know, hey, what just happened and why I'm feeling why I'm feeling. Why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. Why do I want to do this act? It's the perfect time to take that time to get to know yourself better. You know, like I said, this is why you must pay attention to the changes that are occurring in and around your life that will cause triggers. Yes. Yes, indeed. So go ahead. No, I'm just going to say to God be the glory because, yes, that is so important. But you can go ahead. Yes. When we come back we'll discuss solutions and ways to help you get on the right road to recovery. Isn't that scrumptious? Yes, indeed. We'll be right back. Do you know what it feels like to lose everything, feeling a life of hopelessness? Are you determined and ready to rebuild your life but do not know where to start? Dr. Sylvia Shipman, is a life recovery coach and counselor and minister with successful years of experience helping others activate the power of God within them. With her enlightenment and guidance, you will be able to overcome the grip of addiction like never before and begin to reshape your mind and transform your life. For your one-on-one consultation, please visit her website, DrSiviaShipman.com. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. With your ongoing contributions, this ministry will be able to reach many who are now suffering. Please become a partner with us, changing and shaping lives one mind at a time. This is your jubilee into your new destiny. Visit her today. Are you tired of struggling with lashes and lash glue? Did you throw your hands in the air and give up? Eyes on Tinky has your solution. You can apply beautiful eyelashes in seconds with liquid fire adhesive pen. Yes, liquid fire adhesive pen. For eyes that would scream, look at me, visit eyesontinkyllc.com for all your eyelash shopping needs. Again, that is eyes, E-Y-E-Z, on Tinky, T-I-N-K-I-E-L-L-C.com. Your one-stop shopping for mix and liquid fire adhesive pens. Let your eyes do the talk. Welcome back, everyone. If you know someone who would benefit from listening to a burning love moment, please, as we asked you before, make sure you tell them about a burning love moment on life101radio.net. Well, we're continuing our conversation about stress 
and drug abuse and addiction and how to manage them. You know, when a person routinely uses drugs to cope with stress, they are less likely to develop healthy coping skills um, in order to be able to handle the stress that's in their life. And they may begin to feel that the only way to handle stress is by using drugs. And this can lead to addiction. And it's not what we want to happen. No, Pastor Sheree, we definitely don't want that to happen. No matter what's happening, happening to cause the triggers, triggers are an alarm that's telling you warning, warning, danger. This is not healthy. These are all signals. When these trigger flags rise up in you, they are warning signs. And again, this is a time you must uh, get to know yourself of these warning signs. Mm. This could be a problem if you do not heed to the warning, warning, danger, danger. This is not healthy. These are the triggers that are coming up. Recognize what is happening. Mm-hmm. and refocus your thinking mm-hmm. to make the right choice. Out of every temptation, God will provide you a way of escape, no yes, matter it. what. Mm-hmm. You have to make healthy living a lifestyle. Although you may experience triggers and have not indulged in the triggers, you are doing great. We want to applaud you for that. Yes, yes. It's when you decide to participate in the thought of engaging in the triggers is when you have entered into danger zone. How about that, Pastor Sarita? Oh the mind God. is the gateway, the gateway of your relapse. That's a fact. Mm, I said again, the mind is a gateway of your relapse. Dr. Shipman, please tell me what you mean by gateway. Because everything starts in the mind. So even though you got these alarm going on and on that, hey, I'm feeling this way. Hey, stress is here. These are all alarms, alarms going off that, hey, living a healthy lifestyle is normal for us. It's when you're indulging and bringing harm to yourself is the alarm that's going off. Your body is rejecting the alarm. Even though your flesh is saying, I like this drink. I Mm -hmm. like this drug. But everything began in the mind. So if you can can, uh, recognize, hey, I'm having a thought to go right down around this corner to buy what I used to buy. If you can recognize that thought at that moment, you can close that gateway of relapse. Because you're saying, I'm not going to go around that corner where I used to go. I'm going to shut this thought down out of my thought, out of my mind, and I'm going to do something healthy. Well, what if you can't do that, Dr. Shipman? What what would you say to the person if you had a client sitting in front of you saying, Mm -hmm. this drug is calling me, the alcohol is calling me, and... I know my mind is telling me not to do it, but something else is telling me to do it. What would you say to that client? And that's what we're going to be talking about, them solutions. Yes, ma'am. Pastor Sarita, you, okay, and that's great. That's a great question because this is part of your healing process. I call recovering a healing. I call Mm -hmm. it a deliverance. That means you got to live in it. You got to walk out and walk in your your deliverance. You got to walk in your recovery. It becomes a lifestyle. So yes, I'm saying this is what you should do. However, everyone may not have gotten to that 
that stamina within them to be able to, to make that, that intelligent decision. I'm not going around that corner when I used to. I'm now going to make an intelligent decision to say, I have made a declaration. I'm going to live a healthy lifestyle. You have to tell yourself that every day. This leads into our solutions, okay? Everything is a battle of the mind. And you have the capability. Everyone has the capability to do right over wrong. That's a fact. Because scripture tells us to do that we have that ability to do so. But we have to choose the right over the wrong. Right. So we have, to, we have to say, okay, if I do this, if I choose to go around the corner and purchase this XYZ drug or alcohol or whatever your, your choice of uh, substance abuse may be. However, when you get to that point of making that, when you have the thought, mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to recognize I'm having this thought you have to cast down imagination. Every high thing, you have to bring it down. You have to choose another thought in that place. If you got to do that, no, I'm not going to go around the corner. I'm going to go and get my bag of chips out of the 7-Eleven. I'm getting in my car, walking back around to my home. Whatever. You have to literally gird yourself up in yourself and say, I'm in control. We're talking about solutions. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be in control and not the craving of the things that's going on. But you know what? Another thing that you can do, stop and pray. Stop yeah. for a moment. Count yeah. 10 seconds, count to 100 and say, wait a minute. Something is causing me. Do a self-examination. What's causing me that I want to go around the corner? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is causing me to want to give up my uh, 24 hour of cleanness? Of my two years of cleaning. What is it that's going on that make me want to go around the corner and 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 um cause myself to walk back where I walk from? This is also a good time for individuals to um I I always I am in support of treatment centers and and Mm -hmm. I mentioned this in, in our other podcasts. I was set free and delivered just by an encounter with the Lord. And I tell you, when God mm-hmm. says you're free, you are truly free indeed. Mm-hmm. That is my truth. That has not happened to everyone. Some people go to treatment centers and rehab um, facilities. And if you are in, in that setting or have been in that setting, you they give you tools. They give you information. You have a counselor. You have someone to hold you accountable. You should make a phone call to someone. There should be someone in your life that you can reach out to when you are having a difficult time with triggers. And um, that is so important. You need to get on the phone with someone to ask them for help in this situation. Absolutely, uh, Pastor Sarita. That was, that was, I give my clients that, that leeway to contact me at any time. Mm-hmm. I want them to know that, hey, you, you have that support with me. Right. Even if I'm not have several people that you can use as a as a support group, mm-hmm. uh, one that can hold you accountable that you can call on at any moment. You need that, especially when you're starting off in your recovery. And even if you've been in there for five or 10 years, because guess what? If you don't make this your lifestyle, <laughs> I always tell people, no matter how, how long you've been walking with the Lord, you're only one step back to where you were before you met the Lord, you know? That's right. Because, and it's with anything else. So yeah. you have to have that support. Everyone needs support around them. Everybody needs accountability around everyone, no matter how great. Hey, the finest of the finest got people around them that still happen to make the right choices. 
That's right. No matter how successful they are. So even in recovery, you still need those people around you to keep you making the right successful choices. And so that leads us into what we already talking about, Serena, Pastor Serena, and that is solutions. Yes, yes. So if you slip up, don't think of it as a failure. Identify the source of your stress. Take a moment. Think about what is causing you to relapse Mm -hmm. and being able to pinpoint the source of your stress. It will then give you the power over it. If you fall off, if you relapse, get back up and get back on that horse. You get back up and you take back control over your life and over your sobriety. And and, and you you, um, don't beat yourself up over this situation. Just have a mindset. You know what? I might have fallen, but I am going to get back up and I'm going to do my best. I'm putting my best foot forward again. Absolutely. Uh, I'm glad you used the word power. I love to use the word power Mm -hmm. because guess what? Pastor Sarita, everyone has power within them to override anything that is not great in their lives. Mm -hmm. That you have the power to make the wise decision, make make all the right choices, and do the right thing. But you yeah. got to know, you got to, you got to know that's who you are. A lot of people don't feel that they when they when they have fell in so below who they knew who they were or wanted to be, meaning they wallowed in the addiction. Right. They wallowed in the uh alcohol abuse or whatever the choice of that stronghold was in their life. Mm-hmm. To the point that they still allow that to be their uh, guilt in their life. So they still feel powerless. Yes. But yeah. I always tell my, my clients this. Take back the power that you gave it to. You gave it. You gave your power to the drug. You gave your power to uh, doing um, all manner of uh, evil things in the streets. Mm-hmm. Take that power back. Yes. You know, a lot of times you have that power, but you gave it to the addiction. You gave it to the alcohol. So I showed them techniques on how to get that power back, Mm. showing them who they are, reminding themselves who they are. And then they began to see themselves different and not looking at themselves as though I made this horrible uh, decision in my life that brought me down this rabbit trail for 20, 30, 40 years that led me in prison. I have Mm -hmm. to bring them from all of that into where they are now. And now you're blessed. Okay, let's walk in the blessing, you know? So as you said, get up, dust yourself off, get back on that horse and continue to tread down the path, the paths that God has chosen for you. That's right. And you're going to create, yeah, and and also they need to create a strong support group. That is so important. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to push those friends to the side, the people who are no longer um, healthy, for mm-hmm. you and healthy for your recovery. If anyone is in your life that you know you can um, use drugs with, all those people you used to get high with, all those people you used to drink with, mm-hmm. you know, going to the club, your lifestyle has to change. You cannot continue to en- entangle in those type of circles any longer when you are trying to recover from an addiction. And you know, a lot of a, a lot of times, Pastor Sarita. Um, People have been with individuals for all their lives. Mm-hmm. And they feel as though, hey, I'm clean. I can't let my friend go. This is my best cousin. I can't, you're telling me to let my best cousin, my best friend, whom I know since childhood, we used to do these things. Yes, I am clean. You're telling me to separate. Yes, we are. Yes. 
They're not part of your circle any longer. Because I always tell my clients this, either you, if you keep these friends, either you got to convert them to your lifestyle or they're going to convert you back to their lifestyle. That's so right. do you want to be in that predicament? Then it, it makes the conversation go very quiet at that moment because they're not trying to tell them, hey, you need to be clean because I'm clean. Because, you know, most people don't want to feel as though, hey, I got my stuff together. So right. now I'm looking down on you. So they're not going to do that. Right. So I always bring it that way. If you keep these same people in your circle, either they're going to bring you back into their world or you have to decide they're going to come over into your world. Now, which one? It that's gets right. very quiet every time. That, that's sort of like, um, I know you're going to talk about this, sort of like being radical about your recovery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you must be. You must be radical about it. Guess what? Because this is what I tell my clients. I don't like to tell my clients, you know, if they were out in the streets selling drugs, right? Mm-hmm. I say you are a powerful entrepreneur. Yes. So why you can't be radical the same way with your recovery? Exactly. Exactly. So you have to do what you have to do as you did when you were out there in the streets, you know, doing it with a group of people or individually. Mm-hmm. You got to have that same tenacity that this is so important. Just like it was when it was so important for you to do whatever you had to do to get that fixed. Yes. You got to be that kind of to not have that type of tenacity to say, I have to live this healthy lifestyle that yeah. I have chosen for myself. You're absolutely right. It's determination. You have to be determined. You know what? That mm-hmm. I'm going to turn my life around. That's something that my life needs to change. I know for me personally, I just came to the point where I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. I wasn't moving forward in my life. I felt like and I told you this before, I felt like I was going around in a circle. My life was going around in a mm-hmm. circle. And I had been here before. I've been there before. I've mm-hmm. been here before. I've been there before. I'm just visiting back in the same places at different times, you know, in different seasons in my life. But I had already been to all those places many, many times and nothing was moving me forward. Mm-hmm. And when I became sick and tired of being sick and tired, that's when I threw up my hands And I just went to the source of what I always knew. I grew up in church. I always had a relationship with God, but I never given my life to the Lord, you know, and I, I, but I knew who he was and I believed that he was real. And I believe that sometimes you just have to get to that lowest of low before we call out to God. And that's what I did. I called out to God. So I would like to encourage anyone out there that's listening. God knows your heart. And, yes. and, and that's, that's, that's the great thing about the Lord. He knows your heart mm-hmm. and he knows when, when you have just come to this place that Lord God, I need you. And that's what yeah. he wants us to do. He wants Absolutely. us to come to that place where we just totally depend upon him. Yeah. You know what, Pastor Sarita, I, um, I also share with my clients, why not go to the one that created you mm-hmm. for help? I mean, yeah, we got people around us. We got the, you know, the great, wonderful, amazing people that can help you along your journey. Mm-hmm. However, why not go to the one that designed you that can set you free from anything that's trying to bound you up and yeah. bring such snares in your life? Why yeah. not? So you yeah. said it right. You said it right. Mm-hmm. I had no other choice. I, I, I had come to that point where I just had to throw up my hands and say, God, mm-hmm. help me. 
God help me. And the word of God says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. And it also said, Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens up and let me in, I will sup with him and he with me. And the good thing about Jesus standing at that door knocking, he never leaves. Mm -hmm. He's always there knocking. And I know he's always there knocking because whenever we decide to open that door, that's right. He's there. That's right. And you know what, uh, Pastor Sheree, we're going to just leave. So people like, well, I don't know how to talk to God. I don't know mm-hmm. how to do that. So I always say, talk to him like you're talking to your best friend. Just open your heart up and talk. So as an example, if someone wanted to surrender and say, well, you mean uh, call upon him? Just say, Lord, I need you. Mm-hmm. Help me with X, Y, Z. Help me that I do not struggle with this addiction anymore. Simple. You don't yeah. have to be long, just simple. And yeah. Lord, I want you to reign. Come in and help me that I do not struggle no longer. So, period. You yeah. don't need to say nothing else. Yes. And if you need to, then continue to talk with him. It's just right. that sweet and lovely. That's right. Now, also, we also want to tell you, look, you know what you need to help you uh, to make your journey successful. Mm-hmm. We're coming up with all the support groups, You can call Pastor Sarita. You can call myself. However, you know what what is great for you, what you need personally that we may not have even mentioned, Mm -hmm. but you know. Well, put that as your solution. Yeah. Make that your solution. Hey, you having thoughts? You used to doing this and doing that? Well, do something different. Let's go to the movies. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the theater. Mm -hmm. Let's go uh, and uh, help the little league team in your community with the sports. Yeah. Be a mentor for someone. Be accountable to someone. There's many things that you can put in place of those bad habits that you once had to make your lifestyle more successful a living from drugs and alcohol or any such like thing. That's right. That's right. You know, um, oh, Dr. Shipman, what about affirmations? Mm. What would you what would you recommend individuals say and make affirmations? Because uh, I think that's so powerful. I think uh, that's when, when you talked about power earlier, I was thinking about affirmations then. <laughs> yes, and I know you're gonna add some to this list too, but we, we're not gonna be here long about affirmation because you can see I'm getting excited about affirmation because guess what? They're powerful words. I always tell people make a list of what you want to manifest in your life. Mm-hmm. So I always say, start off with I am. Every time you say I am, you're calling the great I am on the scene. So when you say I am free from drug use and alcohol use, I will never uh, spend another day in jail or behind bars. I am successful in everything that I do. I am made whole in every area of my life. So everything is very, very personal in what you want to manifest in your life. Yes. And you know what? I I love the fact that I am Uh a daughter of a king. There you go. I am the daughter of a king. Now, you know, I got to stop you right there. I got to stop you right there because on my affirmation with my clients, you know, I have a list that we say as a group, right? And one of them is, I am a king. And and Pastor Reed, I say, I can't hear you. They'll say, I am a king. I am a king. I mean, they scream and holler. And then the ladies, I said, pause. I am a queen. I said, I can't hear you. I am a queen. I mean, it gives so much power. 
up. Yes, it is. Literally, it shifts shift who they think they are. I mean, it's amazing, Pastor Serena. You know what? It's power in our words. Our words are so powerful. Uh-huh. In the words, you know, you keep saying something over and over and over mm-hmm. and over. You begin to believe it. Yes. And, and But it's true. We are the sons and daughters of a king. That's correct. I am a queen. Yes. And the men, they are kings. Yes. And we have to believe that. We have to stand on the word of God. We're from a royal priesthood. Yes. yes. I yes. am. Like you said, those I am confirmations, you are just speaking so much um, power and strength mm-hmm. into your life. So we pray that people will start to um, make these affirmations. And you know what? If you or a loved one is using alcohol or drugs to cope with stress, please reach out to someone or a support group for help. Absolutely, Pastor Sarita. This was amazing. We want to thank you all for taking the time to join us. And properly, something was shared to bring more insight and support. We're looking forward to being with you all on our next podcast. We're going to have this amazing woman of God that's going to be joining her. Her name is Miss Jacqueline Graham. She will be our, our guest sharing her story pertaining to substance abuse. You don't want to miss this. So please join us on our next podcast. Yes, yes. We want to make sure that um, you all join in. We want to make sure that you are blessed by the things that we're saying to you. We want you to grab hold of everything, every nugget that we give you. We look forward to sharing with you. We're going to continue this topic also of stress. But as Dr. Shipman said, we have a special guest coming on next week, Miss Jacqueline Graham. You don't want to miss her story. We will have many other guests on on also sharing their stories to let you know that your present does not have to predict your future. You can have a great future. Jesus said that he came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And we want you to have that abundant life. And that is why we are speaking out loud so others do not have to suffer in silence. We don't want you to suffer in silence. We want you to be the best that you can be. Absolutely. And in saying that, Dr. Shipman, please let the listeners know how to contact you. Yes, for all of your recovery support needs, other life concerns, don't know where to start, and need that extra support, please visit our website at drsylviashipman.com. And you also can contact us at 877-360-1177. You can like Dr. Sylvia Shipman on Instagram and Facebook, subscribe to us on LinkedIn, and certainly connect with us on Clubhouse. We would love to have you partner with us by giving a donation to help us in addiction crisis by changing lives with quality care and commitment. And for speaking engagements where I share how I overcame years of addiction to crack cocaine and having numerous warrants issued for my arrest, please visit our website at burningloveoutreach.org. You can comment on our page. You can submit a prayer request, give a testimony or a praise report. So we can continue to reach the marginalized. Please partner with us by giving either a one-time donation or become one of our monthly donors. You can like Burning Love Outreach outreach on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to us on YouTube. Remember, 
don't give in, don't give out, and don't give up. You wake up in the morning, you're not feeling right. The will is gone, can't put up a fight. Take a ride. The world on fire for Jesus